1: new shows every day find us at the hockey podcast
0: or wherever you get your podcasts from hello ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to episode 183b of tales with tr i'm your host terry ryan jr the book hometown hockey heroes the man ken killer reed he's with us again today ken it's great to have you here. How's the success of the book so far, and what's the feedback? You must be getting feedback from hometowns all over the world. I
2: uh, am T.R. It's been great. It's been on the bestsellers
0: list, Canadian nonfiction in the
2: the Star and the Globe and Mail. The feedback's been fantastic. Uh, my favorite feedback, though, is from people going, "You got to put this guy in the book if you do a sequel because I got a guy. I got a guy." So yeah. Yeah, this is uh, it's striking a chord with people. I know you just sent me a picture today, you and Pinky Glant from a few years ago. So, there I we hadn't go,
0: realized, buddy. I was going to say this a second ago off here when we introduced ourselves, reacquainted ourselves. But, um, so Brad and Brett Glant just left yesterday, they're here, they play a part in Shore Z3. Oh, no kidding, yeah. So, like, I, I, I I wanted I wanted to tell you ahead of time, but I figured it ruin yeah. the – Oh, that's awesome! But anyway, awesome. yes. Yeah, so I had your book in the in the in the room, and I'm reading it. And Brad tells me he goes, "Remember a few years ago when you came to talk in Summerside?" And I do. Yeah. I know the glance there. Well, I call him glance. I think gallant. Yeah, yeah. I, I've gallant. always said gallant. Okay, that's what it's we say. It's gallant. It's gallant. Okay, that's what I so. Um, and so Brad's like, "Remember when I took Pinky in?" And yeah. I. And I was just read, and I was reading the book out of order because I was just like going. to It's sure. one of those books you can do that. You don't have to read it in order. So I was trying to knock off places that I'd either played in or been to first. Like Richie Pro, I'd heard of him. I had to read that first. Awesome. I'd heard of him in Saint Albert years ago. I, uh, Mark Steffen played for the Saint Albert Saints um, as a junior as an underage he was part of tri-city so i would go over there and hang out with them i watched the saints for years i know all about it i know the rank that you're explaining on the one side and i knew richie perot worked for the city i knew he was a legend years later i played in bentley with guys that we picked up indigenous players from up north i think it was cunningham's were their name they spoke about richie perot so anyway I'm getting off topic to start, That's but awesome. I guess I'm dead center right on it. But it resonated with me for, for, for a lot of those reasons. I kind of went out of order, but anyway, yeah. I, I come to pinky glance. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? I look over in the room. I'm like, you know, it's our fourth day oh, being here is- doing these. And he goes, yeah, I remember I took him and we got that picture a few years ago. I was like, yeah, I do. Actually, I remember meeting him. I forgot, forgot getting the picture. Brad sends me that as I'm reading the, 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 the story about him. Tough oh. cat too. Oh now, yeah. What I love about the book, the, the,
2: Quick question. I'm, Quick question. Yeah. Did Brett get a couple of days off from hockey, or was it during the week that you guys filmed? Because they're mostly playing on the weekend in the
0: American League. Because
2: he's playing this year, right, still? No,
0: no, Alex is playing. Yeah, Brett, Brett retired? Is, yeah.
2: yeah. Okay, good, hmm. good. Yeah, he was. He's Alex awesome, is one of the man. last
0: gunslingers left, man.
2: And I love yeah, that you know? Brett got his – he got four games in with the Islanders, man. He did it. It's awesome. He did,
0: and he, and he uh, had that, as you explain in the book, that wild fight with uh, Cassian. Who's an NHL yeah, he did. tough player? Right. Yeah, he did. And, and I just did an
2: event with Brian McGrattan, who Alex had his big tilt with. Uh yeah. That's in the book. And yeah.
0: the boys aren't huge. You've you think the Glant nope. brothers, man, you guys, for those that don't know, most of the hockey world has heard of at least one of them. But they're three guys that are from Summerside PEI. Mm-hmm. Um, let's I mean, you want to talk stories about hometown hockey heroes. I'm talking about their their dad, Mike Pinky Glant, is a chapter in Ken's book and these guys this family is one of the toughest hockey families ever in the world and uh, you know they're good islander guys with uh, exactly mm-hmm. what you would think like mm-hmm. their peers like their hockey on the rough side awesome and, dudes uh, yeah, yeah you're going to love it i i, I don't want to give anything away but you know they gl- the, you know they're not playing the glance in the show but there's well, you know you, you can tell who they are <laughs> put it that, that way
2: i said during the way calgary started the season and it's kind of continued and maybe I'm being a little biased, but I thought I'd they, they, they should have called Alex up. He's sitting in town, right? The Calgary Wranglers, the HL Thank affiliate of the Flames are right there in town. Call him up for a game and say, guys, this is what giving a shit looks like.
0: Yeah, you know? I know. I agree with you. It's right there. Why not even for one game? I I, I often, yeah. Anyway. This is
2: what caring looks like, you know? Yeah, and if any guys it. are on the team, well, what they call him up for? Well, you're not the kind of guy that we should be
0: Computers. And you see, this is what comes, you, of course we have that attitude because we're old school, we're hockey guys, and mm-hmm. there's the physical part is as important as the finesse part, That was, that's what's made, and the skills part, that's what make it such a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. I've had Pavel Barber on my show last week, which would be the un, one end of the spectrum, the dangling, sure. the, and I've had guys like Jody Shelley on, right, that yep. represent the other side and everything in between. And I love that about the game. So what I'm getting at here is that energy and that passion comes through in the book and almost every chapter. Thank you. Thank you buddy. Um, some, like Richie Pro, you talk in there, for example. And he, you know, he was a great player. I, I heard of him as as like a local legend, like you speak of Robbie Forbes, which we'll get into. But he also could throw down. Um, Pinky Glance, same sort of thing. When I first heard about him, like if I was to ask my father, he would say Pinky's like a great hockey player, right? Yes. But, but locally. He was no different than the boys. Like He threw down, and a lot of people would tell you he's the toughest. Depending who you talk to, there's going to be a legendary story at the Summerside uh, County Fair in the summer, and you're going to hear about all these guys, but exactly. you're just as inclined to hear a story about how tough Pinky was as how good he was. And I guess can that's what hits home with me because, uh, okay, the first chapter, Robbie Forbes. Yeah. Okay. I mentioned in there. I mean, he was an idol of mine. I remember taking creative writing in school. I mean, I got an English minor, a BA folklore major, English minor, and the I remember like more creative writers wanting to go and do fiction, mm-hmm. but I'm like, there's a way that you can color there. There be because in other words, there's more room for creativity. But for me, I'm like, there's a way you can color. Nonfiction as well, and you've got to really like. You can create an imagery without having to sound like a journalist and factual, right? And and that's yeah. kind of what you do, and I love that because yeah. all the like within each story, there's a little story. Like I believe in that. You're you might be, it might be um, God. What's his name? But the announcer for um, Columbus, George, George Matthews, George Matthews, right? He'll come up in the book. Forbes Kennedy. These are yeah. little stories within yeah. the bigger story that you're telling. Yeah, but. Of local legends and that yeah. that that passion. So Please. I know you've gone there before in the books. They all have mm-hmm. a common denominator. But to me, this one, I mean, I was literally goosebumps and tears in oh. my eyes Thanks, more man. than once. So I know this is a long statement slash question. But when you were going through this process, yeah. like how I remember you told me, but I forget. How did you find these players? And once you did and you're in the middle of the story. Because all of these are stories. This isn't stats and, like one page here. Correct. We're dedicating a bunch of mini short stories to each yeah. individual legend. So that process, like, how 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 deep did that go? And like, did 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 that touch you like it touched me?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I love the game the same way you you know, whatever chocolate or Kool Aid they gave out in the mid seven let mid seventies early eighties. You and I drank the same stuff. I think we fell in love with the game for the same reasons. Like you mentioned, Pavel Barber and Jody Shelley. Well, you and I saw something that, that clicked. I know we both love Gretzky, but we both love Samenko too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There so, is. A, yeah,
2: um, so how I did it, I threw it out on Twitter. You know, I got a local legend named Dana Teapot Johnson. He's the king of pick the, who, who's the guy in your town that thrilled the town. Didn't make it to the NHL, but thrilled the town. And a bunch of people came in with stories. So what I do is the people that for better, word or less nominated, say a, uh, Bruce Campbell in New Waterford, I'd call that person and say, Tell me about going to watch Bruce. Yeah. Was and they'd an just moment. tell me. And they'd just tell me. And they'd say, Oh, he he used to do the he used to, you know, we'd stay on the ice and watch until he hit the crossbar. And then we would go to the canteen and we think the owner sent him out to get the people all riled up. And and then I'd call Bruce and I'd get his version of it. And I guess when when you talk about the folklore part, and I just thought about this when you are asking that question, um, I think the book in a lot of ways is old school sports writing. Because old school sports writing, if you were covering a game of the Canadians back in the day, or let's say the New York Yankees back in the day, there were no cameras in there. And you had to set the stage. You had to to illustrate what was going on. And yeah. I think and that wasn't intentional, but it's funny you mentioned it now. I think that that's kind of what I tried to do, because literally I have to set the stage and. Uh, my publisher, Simon Schuster, Kevin, the, the Kevin Hansen, the head guy there. He said, you need, I need to know about the town too. Yeah. Cause he was smart. He's, he was, he's a smart cat. And he's like, I need to know about the town because the town sets the stage as well.
0: It does. And that's to, what we identify with.
2: Right. I got to take the reader and bring them to that town. I have to bring them to, to Corner Brook, Newfoundland in 1985. Yeah. Right? I have to bring them to um, this new Waterford, Nova Scotia, in 1977. So, that's done through, you well, know, factual research. You know, the population of the town was, but then it's mostly done through the words of the people I'm interviewing. And if you're doing it through the words of the people you're interviewing, you're kind of going to get that folklore image of the town from 1977, right? I'm not going to tell you what the architecture is like, but Buddy's going to tell you, you know, the town, you know, Corner Brook had a mill and it stunk, and you know, but we we loved it and
0: like so. i the so. same.
2: So same way talking about Pictou, you know, you could yeah smell the mill, but you'd go to the Hectorina, Arena, which was just down over the hill from my house. You paid a buck to get in, and there was cigarette smoke everywhere. And, you know, you didn't go down to the far end because that's where the funny cigarette smell came from. They weren't DeMaurier's. And, yeah, you know, you kind yeah. of just set the stage. So the people that I interviewed about going to watch their favorite players, they they told me about their favorite players, but they also kind of set the stage for what the town was like. Which I, which I really love, because that that came just much not as much a part oh, of the I, book. As I the loved players, it, and even it if you're from
0: it. Toronto, you've been to those places. Just one sec, I'm heating this up. Yeah, yeah. one sec. Heating up my coffee, <laughs> very unprofessional, but I don't think my listeners care. Um, no. So, <laughs> listen, that's I love that about it. Um, and it's funny until I read the book, I didn't realize. How subconsciously like I worked in Cornell because Cornell was a lot like home, like Corn like Corner Brook, When I say Rob Forbes, like I went on the I went on the trips, like I didn't just watch home games in Mount Pearl. Yeah. For those that don't know, there's a Robbie Forbes is actually Sidney Crosby's uncle, but he's a Newfoundland legend. He moved over and Cornerbrook had they were going, they 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 the herder is big at home, the the, the local Newfoundland the provincial championship real big i can't even explain how big for a local hockey championship this thing is but we go for the allen cup too lost last year in, in the final caribou my whole team um but this particular years in the 80s cornerbrook had gone and they had a three nothing series lead and lost it and i remember five, that being yeah. real. They lost, at, all,
2: they, they lost all four at home did they not?
0: four at home i was at a, like we went out we were in corner like i don't know how it worked cuz mount Pearl were not out there They they weren't, they didn't have. I guess maybe my parents just went out and watched because it was the Allen Cup in in Newfoundland. But those are my first memories. And Robbie Forbes came over and took them to to, to the championship. And, but it wasn't just that. Like, I was even unaware of that at the time, like how big the Allen Cup was. It was just watching Robbie every day. Like, he just knew how to play. Like, he was an idol. Like, I watched everything about him, even where he went. And it was funny because you mentioned in the book how he wore the Gretzky Jofa. Yeah, But just like Gretzky, I'm telling you, I'd say, I, I, it sounds no, it's funny true. to say, but, but like he did the same thing the Gretzky, he would go on the ice to where the puck wasn't. Like it was obvious, like watching him, there was something about this guy mm-hmm. and like there's only tiny little rinks. the, the rink the Mount Pro played in literally was called the tin can. There was nowhere to go, but <laughs> he always seemed to get the open ice, Yeah, right? And that really, like I really noticed that he became this legend, but, and I played again for the corner Brook Royals for four years. 05 to 07, and then 10 to 12. And going as they are so much as a kid, it had the mill and it had the smell. And when I went to Cornell, we also had a, Quinnell had a team, a senior team, the Kangaroos, and they'd
2: nice battle for the Hardy
0: Cup. Yeah. Because there's yeah, a right.
2: lot of kangaroos in British Columbia.
0: Yeah, I know. Wild, hey? It's just yeah. wild for every reason. And for so many reasons. Yeah. And <laughs> exactly. Uh, but they added the senior team, though. So I would go and watch that. And the, the smell, like you you talk about even Picto. Like at first, I was like, Jesus, this, are you kidding me? Like it smells all day, but then you just get used to it and, and Unfortunately, you don't even care yeah. anymore. It doesn't smell anymore, thank God. No, but it, yeah, I know Quinnell is the same and Cornerbrook, but yeah, it was just nice to those things, like the sights, the sounds, the smells, the, the arenas that you're explaining, like even. Um, with Richie Perot, like I was like, yeah, he's yeah, St. Albert. They packed that one side of the rink, yeah. right? And I can just imagine, like I used to see Robbie Forbes with that smoke, you know, halfway through the game, yeah. it was just a wave of smoke. I'm like, I, I could put myself there watching Richie Perot. Yeah. Um, now, look, I got to ask you, one of your first lines in the book explaining that about your own self and your own uh, Pictou County you say uh, about that high school, we and you, you. start talking about it's the first non-denominational school in, in Pictou, yeah. and how one school leads into the other, the elementary school to the junior high to the high school. But then you say I hated that place. That's for another book. Is that yeah, because is. of of uh, you were uh, lacking as a student? I
2: hated high school. Um, combination of things. I kind of knew it was not pointless but pretty close to pointless cuz i knew what i wanted to do in my career and i didn't i knew i didn't need to have a 98 in math but yeah. also they graded they That's graded so so strictly and the high school had this attitude that they were better than the other high schools academically and i'm like you're not you're a public school we're all the same like i saw that but all these people are like oh pick to academy i'm like
0: oh no. uh, yeah no so Did then they favorite- graded
2: higher so a lot of kids ended up dropping out or failing when they should have just been helped to get through high school. So I saw this as kind of a big, a big shamaz, right? This isn't right.
1: Yeah. So you
2: could go a lot. So like, there was a girl in my class who went to another high school in the county just because it was easier. It wasn't like big. So they, their whole thing was, we're going to prep you for university. And I'm like, well, what about the kids who aren't going to go? What about a guy who wants to be yeah. a plumber? or which is, go to construction? which
0: is an awful lot of, of us, yeah. which is a lot of people. Right.
2: Right. So they graded really strictly. There was an aura of we're better than the other guys. And they're like, You universities recognize when you come from Picto Academy. Guess what? They don't. That was a bunch of BS. Also, I was a nerd. I had the glasses up until grade eleven when I switched contacts because I couldn't see out of the side of my XL seven. Yeah. I saw it. I wasn't an outgoing socialite. So all those things combined me to, to lead me to hate high school. But mostly because math was stressed. I found math pointless. You know, I was good at English and I was good at history. Go figure.
0: Me too. Um, yeah, I yeah. was exactly the same boat. Yeah, I had to really, really, figure. really, really work at math.
2: So I didn't like it. It was kind of like uh, the the high school had this, and not the kids, but the, the institution had an aura of we're better than you. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're not a New England prepor- preparatory institute. You're a public <laughs> school in Nova Scotia. Get off your high horse. So I wasn't a fan.
0: What about the, uh, I don't understand, the Zamboni was a tractor?
2: The tractor, yeah. Um, so it was yeah, I've, I've never
0: seen this before. Explain.
2: So, so you know the the thing on the back of the old the old flood machines. We just had a tractor, yeah. a Massey Ferguson or whatever it was. We just haul the the ice scraping part on the back. All the rinks in Picto County were like that.
0: Really? We, did, we didn't we didn't have that. zambonis.
2: The first one to get a zamboni, I think, was New Glasgow Stadium, and then in Picto they bought an Olympia. The problem was Picto had these big deep corners, which they've since changed. Zamboni or Olympia couldn't get into the corners, so he ended up with the corners would never get flooded. So it's funny, my uh, my brother and I are playing men's league here a few years ago. And Peter comes in, he goes, Boys, get ready, the tractor's almost off the ice. And all the boys are like, The tractor, what the hell are you talking about? So yeah, it was a tractor that hauled the whatever the flooding mechanism on the back was, just hauled that around.
0: Wow, so that's My next question is kind of like the other ones, but I want to know when you went to these places, did it remind you of home? Like, uh, there's one thing that me traveling all over and spending a lot of time in every province, yeah, um, is I find there's so much similar with all the small towns. Totally. Everything we're talking about when we're just talking about from a hockey angle. But there is so much. Yeah. Like, Cornell, when I went to QSS, Quinnell Secondary School, and then
2: yeah.
0: just down the road was Williams Lake, and that was kind of similar. And then every province, which is country country, so big and vast. But you could be in Grand Falls, Newfoundland, or Cornell, B.C., and God damn it, if 90% of it isn't really similar, you know?
2: Damn right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, when I went to Corner Brook for the first time, I'm like, oh, my God, it's non-stinky Picto. Because they <laughs> yeah. had a mill, and the mill yeah. didn't stink. And I'm like, how no, come we can't do no. this? How come we yeah, it can't did do way way this? Back. You know it was like clean picto and yeah when you get outside of the cities um it's it's canada man it's 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 kind of the same
0: and I love driving across I still love it oh yeah
2: really and I wrote this book as much for small town people as I did for somebody here in Toronto to go there's more to hockey than going to a Leafs game on a Saturday night. This is this is well, the hockey you know, I,
0: I well that's another thing I love about it. And we were in the room and I was explaining this to the gyms, Brandon and uh Jordan Nolan, both yeah. well traveled pro hockey players, and, and yeah. John Nasty, another well traveled. Tell Nasty, I said hello. I will, I certainly will. Please do. And um uh, I was explaining it to the boys. And I even I had I have the book in there, right? So in between scenes takes a while. I got yours, I got uh Ted Nolan's new oh, book yeah. over there. Um, you know, some reading in there, and so things come up. I don't know, chicken or egg. What came first? But I, I said, okay, after Christmas, I'm going to take Penny Lane up to another Habs game. That they're, they're nice enough. Alumni are great. They give us tickets if we give them enough. I took Penny Lane up last year. She met Rayjean Hull and, and Beard Dion, and we went to the alumni room, and it was a real experience that she loves. And that'll be, I guess, my legacy with the Habs is having played there and, and take my daughter up and watch some games, and she's That's made beautiful. a connection. And I really love that. Um, but it's funny because... For every small town, Mount Pearl's 30,000, I guess, but we just have a small town feel. I mean, there's smaller towns. I know in your book there's sure. towns of 800. There's Claire's Home, is it? And there's, uh, you know, yeah. Alford, a little bit bigger. There's a lot represented. But what I'm saying is that you can come from a small place. It's a novelty for us to, like, fly into Toronto and watch a Jays game and watch a Leaps yep. game or fly into Montreal and then go back. It's small town going into the big city. But your book is the big city going in. Like, not a lot of people from Toronto think, okay, let's go to Flin Flon and watch the Bombers. Right. Unless you, you're you an ally of travels. No the one does. No right,
2: one does unless you're no one right?
0: does. No, so I wanted this to show.
2: So I wanted to show them that. And so when yeah. I look back, and as a kid, I was so jealous of people that could just get on the metro and go to a Canadiens game. But I got to go to one in grade seven, and then I got to grade eleven. I got to go. And now looking back, I'm like, geez, I have the best of both worlds. I get to see yeah. the Picto Mariners, but the people here didn't get to see that. So I kind of say, look, go
0: and it meant so much. Sorry,
2: right? Like, go out to your local rink, even if you're in Toronto, go watch the. Markham Waxers or the Junior A team in Stouffville or the Toronto yeah. Canadiens Junior team—it's here. It's just Toronto's always had the rep as it's not a hockey town; it's a Leafs town. I would say that's very true. Mm. But I mean, get out and watch, man. Get and, and listen—we you know can- live in an era, as you know, and you and I could probably go on about this forever. There's a game on every night. You got your phone, you got your TV. You don't have to go out, but get out, man. Get out and watch hockey and have some rink fries and. Christ, go outside and inhale some secondhand smoke. Make it a little old school, for God's sake.
0: Oh yeah, man. The uh, sights, maybe the not sound, the secondhand smoke. The culture. Well, I know what you're explaining though. The culture of small town hockey, of you know, uh, doesn't even have to be small town grassroots hockey. There.
2: Right. And the best thing about our old school small town hockey, as you know, it was your guys against their guys. It yeah. was really what hockey. When another hockey started, reason I
0: love. Right. Again, another right. reason. A lot of these stories are that. You right. talk to a lot of these people, this Randy Keller, he's, he's like, it's like the fourth time. And you're like, dude, people are begging you to go pro. Yeah. But he, he keeps going. He's like, well, I know, but I just didn't really want, like, if I don't want to yeah. do it, like a lot of them keep going. I don't, Bruce Campbell's another guy. I don't know. Like I, I was what? offered to go to Winnipeg and then I, I, yeah, I, I just kept saying no. Well, there's a reason, I guess, because they're more, it's not for everybody and they are were committed to whatever senior team they played on, usually their hometown or about. they were really, really committed as they would be playing in the NHL. It wasn't that they'd lack passion for the game. They but had they why had I passion. passion of- fucking beat
2: yours. You know? Right. They had passion in in, in bounds because why else would you play? They're playing for the passion because they weren't making money. So the one my one takeaway from this book is don't let anyone else define your definition of success. Man, so, Man. Yeah. You know? I that's, tell you, why didn't you make the NHL? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Well, that's your opinion of me. What's my yeah, opinion man. of me?
0: Success is in the eyes of the beholder. Absolutely. Um, there's
2: Don't let anyone define your yeah. definition of success. And that's what that's what I hope the guys in the book got out of this too, because they were very successful. So, like, how can you not be successful if you passed on the love of the game to all these people in the book that? that are talking
0: about you more than once in the book, it comes up. You see a guy standing over by his like retired Jersey in the hometown rink next to his plaque or whatever. Mm-hmm. That that there you go. That's it. Yeah. That's a legacy. That's that's, that's a it. hometown hockey hero. Right. That's and he's it. sitting there and, and like, you know, yeah. I, Cause I often say that to people, I'm like, there's so much more to the game than just defining success by the NHL.
2: If it isn't for this type of hockey, there is no NHL. Yeah. That's where these guys come from. Yeah. And it's exactly. even true here in Toronto. If you're playing for the Don Mills Flyers, well, you're going to go up the parade and hope that you're going to play in the NHL. But you're probably going to play in the beer leagues. But maybe yeah. you can go play senior somewhere. Maybe, like, just don't let, uh, you know, don't, I don't tell let you, the game use you use the game.
0: Another thing. You talk in this Keller chapter. Now, I don't know if they're related. I don't. But when I played junior, I talk about the, the Kamloops Blazers were in my division. They won three out of four Memorial Cups. One of the best, yes. you can make an argument, the best junior team ever, and they were in my division. Easily, Not always a bad thing. I think I got scouted a lot of games more because of that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we're playing them. Me, Lanks, and Boucher are rated in and around the first round, and we're playing this team 20 times a year, kind of like exhibition and playoffs. People are going to, A, go to see them, and B, they're going to judge us against them more than any other team. So I have a Big belief that part of the reason I was successful, so, at least as far as the draft, was playing when, in that division. When you're playing
2: them, they got like Iggy, Nat, Dominic Kelly, Baumgartner, yeah. all those yeah, guys. Yeah, they got oh, wow.
0: Tyson. Fourth line, Tyson Nash, like four, five hundred games and in his the NHL. And is that Nats, Uh Not the no. It was um, it's too early. No, yeah, it was a little early. It was Rod Branch. Hello. Oh, uh, can you come back in twenty minutes? So, housekeeping. One one sec, yeah, housekeeping. One second.
2: Here on Tales with TR, you never know who's going to drop by for a special appearance, even housekeeping from time to time. Right now, Terry's dealing with housekeeping. Is he going to come back into the picture? We're going to wait and see. He'd like to edit this part out, but I find it's very entertaining. A Reminder, you can get Ken Reed's Hometown Hockey Heroes wherever fine books are sold. Ken Reed's Hometown Hockey Heroes, available now. And Terry's back in the picture. I just filled the time for you, buddy.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.
2: You're welcome. Uh, She doesn't have to do the
0: room. These ladies here, they come around and do the room every day. I'm like, you don't have to be making my bed every single day, but I do need some towels. That's good. Thank you. And then you can even leave me a bag if you want, if you don't want to do that. Okay. Thanks again. Now that's just behind the scenes. This
2: is behind the scenes. The life of a television star right here. (laughs)
0: Well, it's funny because, Hey, look at this. One sec. If you're on YouTube. so. This is Shorzy season three, and like these are Amazing. my lines to like read through and everything. And like, Amazing. you know, I leave it here, and I sometimes I'm like, geez, you know, at some point, someone is in a room like in the 90s, right. and this says pulp fiction. But like, right. you gotta trust your maids, okay. you know. And, and again, you my, entre-
2: <laughs> my entrepreneurial mind, Terry. When season three comes out, you take that, you autograph the front, and you auction it off, and you'll get some coin. My entrepreneurial
0: mind. My God, I am going to do that. I always throw it away. Dude, don't Dude. throw it away. People would love that. Dude, Listen, thank you.
2: You're going to be signing a Comic Con soon enough. Sign that, auction it off. Cha ching. Boom. I, uh, that's a great idea. Um, yeah.
0: So, yeah, uh, I'll get to, you know what? And don't
2: do what you did with those hockey cards and get your mom and dad to sign them. I need an authentic Terry Ryan signature. Yeah,
0: thousands. Yeah, I'll tell that story. You know what? That's a good one. I'm going to tell that at the beginning of my next pod. That's a good story. My parents signing all those signature rookie cards.
1: Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. With DraftKings, you can bet on any game you want. Whether you want to bet the puck line or the over-under, DraftKings has something for everybody. And if you want, you can throw down on your favorite player as an anytime goal scorer. Or if you're looking for a long-term bet, maybe you want to predict the Stanley Cup champion. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com/hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved.
0: Okay, so I'm reading about Randy Keller. Yes. That team in Kamloops again. Um. I, Nolan Baumgartner is one thing. They had Jason Strudwick, you know, 100, 800 games in the NHL. They had mm-hmm. Brad Lukowicz was like third or fourth, eighth, fourth or fifth, actually. Jeez. He has two Stanley Cups, two different teams. Jason Holland, Buffalo. People even forget he was like sixth. Um, but they had this one guy, man. He was smaller, like 5'10 defenseman. Yeah. Um, Aaron Keller. Okay. Jesse Tucker was on that team. And Aaron Unheard. Keller was a fucking all-star. He was a D that you, in the Western League during that time who was small, not physical at all, and would get like 80, 80, 90 points. Wow. And I was like, I hadn't heard of him. I go, yeah, I was reading this going, I wonder, are they related? I don't know. But just, you know, part of the reason of your book is, you know, get in touch with the small – and the stories of hockey. So I followed his story. Talked about success in the eyes of the Love beholder. He, he must have had um, – some Asian descent because he went mm-hmm. immediately after Junior. He didn't go anywhere. He was a great player. He must have had offers. And he went to Japan and he played there till like 13, 14. And I looked and I saw wow. Bert Henderson, Tavis Hansen, other guys that play with him. I'm like, oh, the- he must have hooked them up. Played for the Japan national team for like seven years in a row. Like played That's like the Olympics B or whatever. Like, yeah. So yeah. here's a guy talking about that. He's in some place in Japan. You know, a long way from the NHL, but has had a whole career in life. He's probably got kids now. I love that. that. Many years over there as a result. So, you know, for for every Randy Keller, there's also an Aaron Keller that also a hometown hockey guy that goes over and has experienced life from a great, or you know, or or has experienced his whole life kind of branches from hockey, and it's the furthest thing away from the NHL to to be. That's so cool
2: because that's like any aspect of life, right? Everybody wants to be Gretzky or Bobby Orr. Every actor wants to be Tom Cruise. Every TV person wants to be, I don't know, Bob Costas or Bob, Cole, yeah. but there's so many other ways to survive and make an impact in your chosen field. And that's like, I mean, did you ever think that hockey would bring you to a hotel in Sudbury uh, on no. a podcast with me while you're holding up season three of Shorzy?
0: No, often, never. No, Incredible. I did every day. That's not lost on me. Yeah, right. That, I, Incredible.
2: I didn't as think we get
0: older because there's more interconnections as we get older. For those that don't know. You know, when I just talked about Richie Pro, right? I just p- passed off oh, 00708 when I was in bed. I mean, that's where you and I were on the radio together. Absolutely. Right? Like, part of this, inter- like, so the day I heard about Richie Pro, I might have been talking to you. I-, I don't really know, but it's wild how it all weaves together. And Dude, each day I- that goes by, let alone year.
2: I've you told know? you, and this is the God's truth. I used to have this recurring dream that I played seven or eight games for the Montreal Canadiens. That is And I grow up, and one of my best buddies played seven or eight games for the Montreal Canadiens. Like, it's just weird. It's the law of it. It's got to be the law of attraction or something. It's
0: weird. And you know what? Speaking of that, oh, I forget the quote. I wish I had it. Um, Okay, wait. Page 191. Yeah. Because a lot of this, when I say, like, some of it resonates, listen to this quote. Now, picture me. Yeah. So I've I've got those eight games in the show and most of those I was playing with Mark Reci, two of them on his line yeah. for a full game, and the exhibition game I scored in and fought Leech, I played with him. And that was my yep. first NHL game and he was with me. So I, I went to camps with him. I stayed with him. We were roommates in Mount Tromblon for camp. So I looked at him like and I looked up to him. He was an all-star already. Rex was probably only twenty-five or twenty-six. What was that, ninety-five? But yeah, you know, but I he seemed way older and he was just a a big brother is one thing, like almost like a father figure kind of a guy, like like Jean Beliveau. When I met him, he just owned the room. Like there was a presence. Mm-hmm. Rex didn't want to have that presence, but he did. Beliveau, yeah. I think, was aware of it and handled yeah. it well. Rex was right. young enough that he still wanted to have a few beers and be like, be like me. But I was like, that's Mark Reckie. But listen to this. <laughs> so he's he's talking about Reckie and Junior the same way like it's me at the. So he says the last name might ring a bell. Reckie had. 1,533 points in the NHL. That winner, Reki, led the Blazers, Kamloops, so right, with Randy's playing, with 154 points. The AGHL superstar was getting a chance to play with a WHL superstar. It was awesome, says Randy. When I tell the young kids around here, just like me, when I have a chance to play with a guy with an outstanding NHL career like that, believe me, they were all ears. All you had to do was get to the spots, and he would find you. I know I've said those exact words. <laughs> I didn't have great numbers on the playoff run, but I put a few up. So that part went all right. You found the spots and the puck would be there already. You knew where you had to go. Plus Mark was a great shooter, an underrated shooter. I think that's why the Penguins ended up taking him because he could read the ice so well. That could have been – that's 1988. That could have come out of my mouth in 1996, the exact quote <laughs> other than the playoffs part. Yeah, um,
2: and uh, and then the guy in Chapter 2, his nephew, just passed Mark Recchi on the all-time scoring list a
0: couple Yeah, imagine ago. that. Imagine yeah, that. And, crazy. And another thing, speaking of Recchi – this is why it takes me so long. Like to read one of your books, it takes me a long time because you go down these
2: wormholes, I bet.
0: I, yeah, I, I, I can't read past, you know, the St. Albert Comets and not look into what happened. I've spent time in St. Albert. I knew Richie Pro. I didn't know that. Little things. So I was like, man, Rex was dominant. You know, like I remember him telling me, and I never really looked at his stats because it's Mark Reckie. I'm yeah. like, 154 points. And one of the things he said to me, which made me feel comfortable at the time. He was like, you know, check out your draft, your stats. You know, yours were better than mine. I don't know if they were. But but I had 110 points was his point. And he's like, you know, in a few years, you'll be up here too just like this with not even thinking about it. So it was nice. I remember him saying that. But I looked. What the fuck? He went in the fourth round. He had 154 points in his draft year. Now, Medano's bigger, I know, but went number one with 120. Like, When number one, like number two was Linden. again. A huge all I hear about that year from that league is Linden and Medano. Linden right. went number two, 70 points. I'm guessing, I'm just
2: guessing off the top of my head. I'm guessing Mark's probably 5'10, 190. And I'm guessing, wow, the old, the old foot speed, foot speed. I bet you bet that's how much bucks. it
0: mattered. Yeah. I can't believe it pushed him down that again. Ty Domi went 27th. Wow, a formidable NHLer that did his job for years And it, but I just wouldn't have thought. Like, you know, people are watching. Luke Luke Robotai basically went last.
2: Yeah. um, Foot speed. What was Mark listed at? Like 510, 185, I'm guessing. Yeah. But even then, in his draft year, his draft year, I believe, was 88. Yeah. 88. Um, Yeah. God, I'm a nerd. Uh, Size wasn't overemphasized in 88 the way it was in 95. I can't believe to this level. So what yep. was, what was, what's he listed at? 5'10", 185
0: maybe? He's listed at, yeah, he's exactly 5'10", 185. There you Buddy, go. Buddy, I need help. I need you help. You do need help, and, yeah. And
2: you can see I don't have a Google machine in my
0: hands. So. No, it's your hockey card. It's, it's reading the back of the hockey cards.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I'm guessing they were probably, there'd be some rep out on him as foot speed or something like that, which. But I, like. like but brain power is better than foot speed.
0: And like the next year, Ken. One year, yeah. so he, he goes to the NHL. He goes to the I right, like ninety-nine points in sixty games. Obvious. Then he gets yep. called up, seventy points immediately. Second year pro, he's twenty years old, one hundred and thirteen points in seventy games in the <laughs> NHL. Like, that's
2: insane. Yeah, so, that's insane. You know, I uh, get, so how did how did all those scouts
0: miss that? Miss. I get that it was a tougher era, and I understand why guys were more important that were big. But I mean, it's not like he's 5'2. No. Like, you know, like, and he was doing it in the Western League of all leagues. You would figure someone would put two and two together. And, and, and you know what?
2: Uh, credit to the Pittsburgh Penguins, who I, I believe they're probably coached by Bob Johnson then and then Scotty Bowman, yeah. didn't try to change him.
0: Yeah. You know? That's they a good didn't point. Go,
2: well, you scored at the dub and you scored in the eye, but now you're in the NHL. They didn't try to change him. They like that's yeah. They got they saw what he was and they let him do that in the NHL. Credit
0: to them. No, true enough. Um, and maybe geez. his game forced them to do that too. And by the way, Campbell, uh, talking about Bruce Campbell, I do remember yeah. him in the Newfoundland Senior League. Sure, um, he came over at first a little bit earlier, and he played with Grand Falls, Stephenville, and like in my knowledge of it, and they, Corner Brook were just absor- Campbell. Being in that the reason I don't mention him as much. Yeah. I was just more in love with, with Forbes as a kid. Like he was on sure. the best team. He was but to me, he was by far the best. I didn't see Campbell enough. Yeah. And he wasn't on teams that were winning. Right? I so, love that
2: Bruce was just he doesn't know what to do after he tries out for the Frederick Express. And yeah. Forbes Kennedy basically just shows up at his door in New It's like, I'm getting the ferry to, to, to Newfoundland. You want to come? Yeah, all right. Let's go. Yeah. let just it's awesome. on it.
0: Why not? So and so innocent. So and innocent. I love how Bruce Campbell, St. John's and Cape Breton were unique for that, where they would yeah. like it's the American Hockey League, not the Southern Professional League, and they would pull guys from senior, right? Yeah. Like often, Andy Sullivan played like thirty games one year. Yes, Deep Scott He'd be too. He'd be yeah. too. They yeah. often, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. The American so just, Hockey uh, League would pull yeah. for, for, for those that don't know from St. John's senior rather than often pick up from their East Coast League team or, like, teams that are players that were affiliated because there was a good enough locals. Why spend the money and the time if we don't have to? And Bruce and Campbell to was one get a guy there. in the American League.
2: It's still tough to get there. Imagine in 1990. But but um, I just did the Buffalo and Canadians game last week. Mm-hmm. And working for the French broadcast crew was Danny Dubay, who was Bruce's head coach in Cape Breton. And oh, he's no, like, oh yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. They'd be scouting players and they'd be like, who's that guy skating out around there? He'd be... and I. And Danny would say, that's the assistant coach. He's 38 years old.
0: And you so did it. I you did that. it.
2: Yeah. With so I gave Cole Danny Maritza. a book. Gave Danny a book and gave him Bruce's number. So they were excited to, to reconnect. So, again, the hockey world's the best, man. You hey, find yourself in Buffalo with the head coach of the guy who was the assistant coach who's in your book. It's
0: incredible. And w- weren't you there with Kobe? Yeah, Army. Kobe's a rebel. Him. Like, he came in. Kobe was 15. Yeah. When... We were we went on a run. We went further than any red deer team. We lost in the final. We never should have. We had a five minute major. I won't say what happened because I don't want the guy to feel bad. And he was one of our best players. But we lost in the seventh game. And then Lethbridge went. Dave, that was in the Eastern Final. Then Lethbridge went to play Patrick Marlowe and the Seattle Thunderbirds and beat them four straight. And then went to the Memorial Cup, lost it in overtime in the final to I believe the whole Olympics. But um Anyway, so we we definitely put Red Deer on the map. They've been around since 92, and they were, like, out of the playoffs every year. They made a run. Me and BJ, I remember, I had huge years. Aaron Ascham, mm-hmm. Jesse Wallen, mm-hmm. uh, Captain of the World Juniors, uh, Lance Ward. Uh, we had a bunch of first and second round picks. And um, But anyway, so then they won the Royal Cup with Colby uh, two years after that. Yeah, you know, when, he when was a sniper, out. man. So we felt part of that. You know, oh, good. Like we, we all watched. And, yeah, I mean, I'm not – good saying that we deserve the ring. But Colby, like, from, from 96, 97 to, like, 2002, when the last guy went through, Justin Mapletoft, it felt mm-hmm. like an achievement that we were all kind of, like, we were very much reminded, okay, guys, we're going to start going for it. Red Deer's going to start going pass for it. You passed the winning culture I look, uh, down. I yeah, you passed right. the
2: called culture down. Now, do you remember Colby from Bantam camps or anything like that when you were there? Was, was no, because I got. I,
0: I do remember. I remember him and a guy Justin Mapletoft, who was a great junior. Remember that name? Limperser. Yeah. And yeah. um, but Justin I definitely played in Bridgeport. Play. He might have gotten a few games for the Islanders, I believe. But um,
2: no, when I was working uh, in Calgary covering the Hitmen, Colby was the head sniper in charge of the Red Deer Rebels. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, we we knew exactly who he was. He did the camp. Right. And then I got traded there and I, I was in at Montreal just waiting to go back to junior. Yeah. I was just waiting to set the three round record with eighteen goals in sixteen games. Yeah, yeah. Colby uh, <laughs> was on the radar and everybody knew who he was and we called sure. him up to like play and practice in the playoffs and stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, um, not- and then last
2: yeah, and now he's doing hockey Day in Canada. He's he's awesome, man. Just yeah, I remember him like
0: sending him messages when they won the Royal Cup. Yeah, I, I was you aware know when
2: of you me. You know when you walk in a room and you see somebody and you immediately they immediately make you smile. That's Colby Armstrong. Exactly, Colby. Yeah,
0: he's a beauty. It's so wild. Like I feel like he was my teammate. Like he's just a great. Every time I see him, he's yeah. He he really um his positivity is contagious. Yeah, he's a beautiful Um, person. Okay, fuck, we're running out of time again. But I want to go to a few. I guess we could call them rapid fire randoms. Are you ready for another version of rapid fire randoms?
2: So the, are you playing the role of Jim Perry, guest game show host here, like Definition? I brought, um, def, I, I brought up Definition on the air last week, and I know my references are dated. Ivanka had no idea what I was talking about. And then I'm like, Card Shark, Sail of the Century, Jim Perry, but, no idea.
0: But those who get them, love them.
2: Those who like it, like it a lot. Yeah, exactly.
0: Mom still watches that all the time, Game Show Network. My favorite by far, by far, and he, this guy's on a, p- a planet up here. He's on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Is... The dude, oh, God, Richard, he's Family Feud. He used to make out with everybody. Richard like, Dawson, yeah. Oh, oh, oh Dick man. Dick Dawson. He'd be canceled four minutes into the first episode. Dude,
2: when he filmed Running Man with Schwarzenegger, it took three takes from him to stop kissing Arnold. I'm making that oh. up. <laughs> Richard Dawson, tuxedo, just making right out with everybody.
0: On the just, lips. Right. Every oh. girl that comes Unreal. through Family Feud, hey, honey, like, how you doing? So offside.
2: So So upside. Oh my god. So okay. Game uh, game show Mount Rushmore. Richard Dawson, Bob Barker.
0: Oh, for sure. uh,
2: Pat Sajak. And got
0: How fucking old is Pat Pat Sajak? He's still doing it. I don't know. Pat, you you watch
2: Airplane again? Pat Sajak's in Airplane.
0: I will. I tried to watch it the other night, and it's gone from. But I'll just end up renting (laughs) it.
2: I love like I can say to you, watch Airplane. You're like, yeah. I tried to watch it the other night. Anybody? Anybody else on the planet other than you and I would be like, what are you talking Because I, about?
0: you know why? Because I was explaining the naked gun to the boys in the room. And I'm like, fuck, if you want to, if you like the naked, I recommended it and someone liked it. Naked so I was gun like, if you like naked airplane. Gun, you got to go back and see Airplane. like doesn't you know, that's
2: without Airplane. <laughs> they just oh. took Slapshot off Netflix.
0: Oh, no, really? It's
2: garbage.
0: Yeah. I didn't realize that. I got, Oh, buddy. Uh, By the way, seen- uh, no. I
2: was signing, uh. I signed a books at the sports card expo, and signing beside me was Alan Nichols, better known as Johnny Upton from Slapshot. So yes, he, uh, he signed a picture for me from Chrysler Plant. Here I come! So that was awesome.
0: That is, I remember. There's certain things that cross over. Yeah, hockey, like hockey, might be, uh, if you want to call the four major team sports, fourth in the United States, but Slapshot still ranks up. I saw it on, like, a list of reputable, like, Sports Illustrated or something a couple years ago. Like, best sports movies ever, and it was, like, number three. Like, no, it's still not a, number one. People Jeez. love, well, in Canada, it would be number one. I yeah. thought for the United States, for it to even be in the top 20, would be remarkable. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Pretty but, incredible. Uh, yeah, people do know what they're doing. Okay, here we go. Ken Reed, rapid, fire, randoms. Okay. You can say one sentence to your great, 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 great grandchild one sentence what do you make it is it words of advice it could be how you doing hmm. it's not necessarily for the response i guess this that's a tough one i i couldn't even answer that but spread anyway. love and joy okay i'll say all you need is love quote the beatles there you go it's a great answer really like yeah I, my mind went all over the place. There oh, it was almost that's like a warning great shots. And, you know, great, 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 great would be two hundred years from now. I guess I uh,
2: if it was great, 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 great grandfather, I would have be. Like, I would have said, "Go south,
0: Florida." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have yeah. to say that. Go south. Okay, why did you stop in Nova Scotia? All these people are hypothetically alive, and they're all in their prime. Who do you? drive coast to coast with. You're doing uh something in Vancouver. You're following the Canucks. They've lost in the finals, and now you're you're gonna go back to Picto, Nova Scotia to visit home. Mm-hmm. You gotta take one of these Pauls. Paul Simon, Paul McCartney, Paul Newman, Paul Rudd, Paul Rubens, Pee Herman, or Paul Pierce, the basketball player. Going with Paul Newman because I want to grill him a slap shot. And it's really I figured, hard to take yeah, I, McCartney. I, 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 you know what? I figured as much and I peppered yeah. some pretty interesting Paul's around. Yeah. Paul, them, Paul I, McCartney's in the back seat, but Newman's right in Newman. Yeah, and I, mean, I know you're I taking love, McCartney. I fucking love the Beatles, obviously, as you know. I mean, tattoo. Mm-hmm. My daughter's mm-hmm. name is Penny Lane for those that yeah. don't, but I think I'd take Paul Newman there too. Really? Wow. I fucking love his stuff, like, especially that late. Like, I love him as much for um, the. Sting. Well, you're a
2: cool hand Luke guy, right? No, let's cool move. Yeah,
0: Cool Hand Luke for sure and then The Sting, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and then Slapshot Those are my top 4 Paul Newman. Now there's a bunch more that are great that I could get into but they and he's my favorite so like actor. So there's his, my my second tier of Paul Newmans are still great but those are my top 4. I love um, it. I just Cool Hand Luke doesn't get old for me. Um which Canadian team you think is going to go the furthest this year?
2: Well, you'd have to say Vancouver, wouldn't you? Although Edmonton seems to have found their game. Um, I would say, like, I mean, I always think you need a bit great D in the playoffs, so Mr. Quinn Hughes can't go wrong with Vancouver the way they're playing. Um, if I was to bet right now, I would say the Vancouver Canucks.
0: And who's – I think the Oilers are going to – I don't know. I just yeah, can't – I wouldn't bet against them. They, They're not going to – they, they got holes well i mean i'm covering them right with jason gregor on mondays and thursdays so
2: they were awesome last night they just they out yeah. and that would have
0: ended. been their ninth yeah. in a row and, and when the beginning of the year but it, i was following them they were yeah. losing games and they were out shooting the opposition like 50 to 18 it was right. it had to st- at some point right. the house of cards was going to fall and right. i just these guys now are on like mcdavid and oh well,
2: yeah he's at another level
0: fucking insane man um which animal would you be if you could be reincarnated? If you could choose. I don't mean like which animal has your personality traits, like oh, I'm a lone wolf because I'm sloth. a wolf and I'm independent. Sloth. You'd be a sloth. Yeah. Really? Just to fucking tired. sit around. Yeah. Where do sloths live? Australia? In trees. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> of It's not in the snow. I, think I don't think South there's America. anywhere in the world that there's a sloth in the snow, right? South am, am America, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah I'm it's guessing. The jungle. Yeah. It's the jungle. Yeah. So And I don't, I just don't know many.
2: See, that tells you that, like, I love that answer, because if you asked me that yesterday, I would give you a different answer. I'm just, I'm just tired today. I worked till 1236
0: last night. But you know what I like about the answer? Sloths, something is keeping them alive. So wherever they live, they don't have many predators. Otherwise, how the fuck would a sloth get away? Come on, they just hang out. They're the laziest bucks around in the mammal universe, and they don't seem to be getting slaughtered. Eat ants all
2: day. It's a good gig. Whatever. Another
0: thing. You ever think like chickens they must only be alive because we domesticated them, right? Like, was yes, there a for time sure. that we said we should start domestic? Like, how does a chicken live throughout any part of evolution?
2: Well, as Rocky showed us, they are evasive little bastards,
0: you know. They can <laughs> Rocky showed us. Yes. Oh boy, <laughs> nice, nice. That's a- yeah. another good. I watched them all again, right in a row. Even Lomit. the shitty one, number five. I watched. Well, them yeah. all- Five like tough to get through. Five's tough is. to get through. I just did it for the universe. I didn't endo bell. It's the It's the toughest one, yeah. yeah I'm not even really interested. It's like it's Off such, of it in its own thing.
2: Such a bad ending.
0: And you know what I'm doing now? What? Um, I'm like halfway through watching all the James Bonds. Now, um, there's
2: a, there's a, I've never gone down that route. That you got to do
0: it. You got to yeah. do it. And yeah, you, I
2: probably should. Just to I, see. Okay, Ed, here's the question. At what James Bond would you go, okay, that's now socially acceptable? Like he'd be canceled up till about. Yeah,
0: you're not, you're not, okay. This is a whole thing. I was going to get into this. Like a comedian could go an hour. You wouldn't believe it. I'm here with McD, Ryan McDonald. And I went back and I said, fuck, I they're all on Prime. So I went back and I watched the first one. It's Sean Connery. It's either Dr. No, Goldfinger from Russia with Love, one of those. They're all right in a row, like 62, 65, 66. Yeah. Um, Another one, uh, You Only Live Twice. They're all like those are the '60s ones with with Connery, dude. It's unbelievable. In one of those, maybe from Russia with Love, with one of them, and then there's one with a guy George Lazenby, and that rounds out the '60s. Okay, Um, and that one's called On Her Majesty's Secret Service. So they open up within the first three within 15 minutes. Connery has bedded at least three women, like anybody that he's even, and then. He, the, the whole plot is that he has to go and what happens is that there's always someone going to take over the world or whatever in some yeah sinister way right and it's always like a, a name like Goldfinger, yeah and then there's always a girl jinx or domino or one this girl's name is pussy galore and i'm yeah going, i've heard of that oh, one Yeah, like how in yeah. the fuck can you get away with this and then oh, i guess you can get away with it because you can do whatever you want but it's just like wild like i thought this I, I These, and this is like her. in a this is like in
2: like uh, yeah. more conservative. Well, maybe not more conservative yeah. times is the. Well, I think it. it was
0: more conservative times, even though the yeah. Beatles and everything. Were, I think Free it was. Love was I mean,
2: starting, you know. The like Stones it wasn't couldn't like the Beatles.
0: Spend the night together on Ed Sullivan. What's they that? Say, the Stones couldn't say "Let's spend the night together," which is their song's name, on Ed Sullivan. They had to say "Let's spend some time together." Wow, so that's that's the kind of time we're thinking about, right? So, um, but. So in this world, whoever, Goldfinger, whatever villain it is, I forget, they all blend together at some point because they're very similar, but they're worth watching. Um, he's hypnotizing people that he's going to make robots and take over the world. Yeah. So Connery breaks in and it's like, think of a penitentiary, but they don't realize it. So they all got rooms, but it's a little bit exotic. They got views of the ocean and everything, but they're on lockdown. But anyway, it just happens to be 50 unreal women, all sure like in is. their prime dressed like it's halloween like it's fucking wild and he breaks into like two of the rooms like trying to solve the problem and he bangs one and then he breaks into the other one and then like the girl that tries to kill him he like stops her and then pins her up against the wall and starts making out with her and he bangs her and i'm like what the fuck this should just be called the the sexual exploits of 007 (laughs) and the odd time something (laughs) breaks out it's fucking wild and the, the beginning i'm like i was telling McDee, i go the further i go back yeah. the more it pushes the boundary until yeah. you're at like the like in the second one he uh like he goes down and the girl catches him and he like pins her up against the wall and she's trying to move and he like makes out with her and that makes everything good basically right yeah it's fucking crazy but anyway yeah. the other thing i know i'm talking a lot but for, the, for those listening, I don't penalize Sean Connery or anything because it was a different time. That's what was accepted. He was an actor. He's just following the script. I guess. Yeah, right. It's so he it's, didn't it's, write the. It, there is thing. a level of humor you can look back. You know, I mean, it's not all about. I, I get it. I understand why it all changed sexual it exploits of 007. Sense, but it is worth watching. It, it, it was comical to us from the point of view. It was like holy shit. Well, like, yeah. Really now, when, when you sometimes,
2: time. yeah, now sometimes when you watch old movies, they're more comical than anything. It's like when my kids watch. They want to watch Friday the thirteenth. I won't let them, but they've seen some some yeah. old movies and like this this looks like when they watch Star Wars, like this isn't CGI. Like they can like points crap yeah. out, right?
0: So yes, it just shows you the time. Like I I remember I did this in a couple of film courses in school, but you know you the further you go back people black people to play white people are wearing blackface, uh, which is highly offensive but still uh, if i'm showing penny lane i'm like this is what it was this is the culture this is what it was considered
2: was. normal yeah you're
0: not just promoting it cuz but it, that's what it was so now we have evolved yeah right it teaches you right. about the world anyway so yeah. well, you know well that's how you learn about the world in a lot of ways is studying old film and what was socially acceptable at the time right exactly you're yeah. not just learning about old films you're learning about what was acceptable by society. Yeah, absolutely. No. James Bond, it's always a little bit tongue in cheek. It's worth watching, but yeah it is funny. Yeah, there's no way that half of the movies, half of the content would have to be rearranged. <laughs> like, hey, it would just have to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, it kind of. that's kind of what Austin Powers did with it, right? It just kind of. Yes. Just it's, made yeah. It is. Yeah. Thing.
0: It yeah. One, my favorite.
2: How, f- how foolish it was. If I take this dental floss and we can jump up, well, why don't you just take the stairs? No, no. <laughs> you know, why don't you just, Dad, why don't you just go back in time in your time machine and shoot him in the back of the head when he's on the toilet?
0: Stop. Now that I've seen it and sure last night the one I watched or actually I'm, I'm halfway through now is called the spy who loved me and the spoof that he did was the spy, the spy who, shagged who shagged me, me. yeah exactly. and then gold member was gold finger finger yeah so I'm going to watch the Austin Powers after that oh, um, sorry I'm going My on. kids love Austin Powers that's the way. Um, yeah 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 Jesus it's fucking hilarious um, what's your favorite now defunct NHL team
2: Favorite now defunct NHL team Well if it's a logo thing You gotta go Hartford Whalers Or Kansas City Scouts Which was a fantastic logo Or Cleveland Barons See I love well, the 70s I didn't looks. say logo No no So I'm gonna oh, go for, for defunct I'm gonna go because of the old Dennis Marook connection Let's go with the California Golden Seals
0: Another great book What was the name of the Marouk one again?
2: Uh, the Unforgettable Story of Hockey's Forgotten
0: 60, gold 60 Goals 60 Score. Yeah, And you've got yeah. seven books out right? Yes, sir. Seven. Um, will you ever go to Australia, you think? No. No desire. Um, I'll tell you something. I don't know. I'm just going to speak. Actually, give me another couple answers. Your favorite coach of all time?
2: Scotty Aiken, Bantam C. Awesome. 75 okay. or seventy-five games or so. Scotty, um, if you're listening, much love. Scotty was a great hockey player. Played for Mount A, played for the Pictoum air Packs. Was a great ref. A great
0: oh, hence, a hometown hockey hero.
2: Absolutely.
0: Would you rather lose three fingers on your right hand or the entire left hand?
2: I think I'd lose three fingers on the right.
0: If you could pick any three fingers, I guess you could keep these? Pick these two. Keep these two. Yeah, keep
2: these
0: two. Keep those Easy. and then keep the left hand? I think I'd yeah, chop my I left can, hand off. I can still go. There you go. You know what? Still I there. think I'd get a hook and I just go a different route and go oh, okay. Really? Go, yeah, if I agree, had to man. have no fucking limb now, if I had if I if I had to. Yeah. I'm not saying I would get a hook cuz it looks nice, but I I would if that was my options, I love my right hand and Throwing pirates thing, are very you know. Newfoundland too,
2: but but you could yeah. also probably go Luke Skywalker. We're pretty advanced, you could probably get something pretty fancy or Astro. I'm Astar a Robot, I can put my arm back on, but you cancel so play safe. You could probably. Get I that. think
0: within five years, I'd have a new hand anyway. Yeah, I think yeah. we're we, our tech it's probably there now, and I don't even know about it. It's probably there now, exactly. Um, although no you don't
2: want to look like uh
0: Apollo Creed though in Happy Gilmore, right? With his hands. Oh my Jesus, yes, <laughs> fuck, I forgot that. You know what. Yeah, and I also I also forgot. Um, so I watched all the Rockies again. Yeah, and I didn't forget. He was jacked. Eh? He like he was jacked, and <laughs> I don't know why this was lost on me, but I went back so many times, and like say if I don't know my ex wife or a buddy or. Or, or someone that hadn't seen Rocky. So I would always go, okay, let's watch the first three, and then I'd watch six. Ivanka
2: has not seen
0: Rocky. I think I heard you say that on the air once. Yeah, um, yeah. But in number four, I forgot the reason that he goes over to beat Drago. Because Drago killed Apollo. Is, yeah, Apollo. I, I, I mean, I knew it happened, yeah, but it was just so an far an gone. <laughs> and I guess at the time, I considered that one... Well, I loved it. it was oh, rocky. that was
2: that was the wheelhouse when you're a kid and you were up in the theater cheering yeah. for Rocky. That was a great time.
0: Right? When you when when you didn't really know much about film or what what Right. Like I like
2: I watched yeah. three and four as a kid long before I watched one and two. Yeah, me too. one and two were films. Three and four were like, okay, let's make some some money yeah. off this stuff. We're
0: popcorn, but it was great when you were ten years old. Yeah. I'll tell you something that I forgot. I was watching a thing on YouTube the other day about Deion Sanders. Yeah, that's wild. So, Deion Sanders played in the NFL and Major League Baseball. When he came into the baseball, people were kind of offended with the Yankees. I think it was more of a stunt than anything because he really elevated quick for like obviously because he was a star. And and then football and baseball were kind of vying for the various teams. They they wanted him, so they were kind of battling over getting it. Yeah. So he could kind of pull it off, but it was almost like a bad attitude thing where he'd like play one and go to, the, but, but neither. He situation. would take the helicopter
2: to the other games.
0: Yes. Now until they played one in one day with the, now, until he went to Atlanta where the Braves played ball, no, no pun intended, but they were like, okay, you're cool to play football and baseball, but please, if we're in the playoffs play yeah. with us. Right. So, but he dangled that forever. And like, I didn't realize I, I knew boat cause Bo Jackson was like an all-star in both. But but Sanders ended up being pretty good. Like he had one real good year in baseball. He was a couple awesome. of real tankers. Mm-hmm. But I was I was like wow, and it would be hard to pull that off. How did Bo Jack? Like what was the deal? Like because so, Bo Jackson, I don't remember being like hard to deal with, but he your played. Timing's Bo.
2: Perfect. Your timing's perfect. Right now, I'm reading Jeff Perlman's book on Bo, the last really folk hero, and I've just got past the chapter where he just make plays his second and first NFL season, so. Uh, or pardon me, second NFL season. So, his deal when he signed with Kansas City was because everyone thought he was going to pick football, right? Because he was a Heisman Trophy winner, so everyone's like, He's not going to pick baseball. So, they end up taking him in the fourth round, wherever it was. But when he signs with Kansas City in 1986, they have it in his contract that they have to call him up that year. So, he starts in double A with the Memphis Chicks, and then they had to call him up for September. Wow! So, he actually just left Memphis August 28th, didn't tell anybody, and showed up. In That's City. what happened. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm ready. So, they dang- so that was one of the things they dangled out there. And so a lot of people in, in baseball were like, he doesn't, he shouldn't be in the majors yet, right? He's only in the majors because he's Bo jacks right along the lines of what you're yeah. saying with, um, with Sanders. With, with Sanders, but he goes to camp next year. He gets his spot and kind of struggles again, but such a natural athlete that he could hang and he could do amazing things. And he, he just didn't learn to do amazing things consistently until around 1989 and that's when that's when it took off for him. But just wow. such like uh, to me, that's the greatest athlete I'll ever see in my life. Like athlete. Yeah. I'm not talking dominant in individual sport, but athlete. I mean, he in college, he didn't he didn't even play baseball his second year because he didn't like the coach. Third year, he shows up, he's smashing balls everywhere. He, he'd he run track just for something to do because he liked to yeah. run. Yeah, just a, a genetic freak. And uh,
0: it's, it's a it's great I didn't look. realize the book.
2: Yeah, if you're gonna buy two books, you can
0: buy that third or fourth. You gotta buy TRS next. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, thanks for a plug for a plug. But uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm fascinated because at the time I didn't realize, and looking back, I've, I've often said, "Hey, there's Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. I don't see anybody else as a two-sport athlete, like for real, that are going back." No. But here, half the reason is scheduling. How would you? So they How would really you? got. It was unique with the way the contracts were structured, with the way it yep. all went down. And, and they also, both happened close, like to all, the
2: timing. Also, with the innocence of sports back then, you played football in the fall, you ran track, and, or, you did basketball in the winter, baseball in the spring. Right now, it's yeah. you, it'll never happen again because a kid yeah. has to focus on one sport, which is absolute oh, yeah. garbage. Yeah. But yeah, the Bo Jackson thing, he was just, he was pure power. He was athletically just genetically superior to like he was just he was one of those guys that was ripped without working out you know those dudes you are yeah. like wow you're you're an awesome athlete he he could he could he showed up in high school had never thrown the discus before and set a state record he was throwing it like a frisbee and they're yeah, like no ball throw it like yeah. this. so he does a <laughs> state record he's
0: just
1: one state of those record. guys
0: amazing an an all one of the best players In two of the four major sports. At the same time. At the same time.
2: Well, it's kind of hinting now, as I read the book, that the physical demands are kind of catching up to him, which is foreshadowing the hip injury that's coming. But I would think if he played just one, he would have been a Hall of Famer.
0: I know. And it's terrible because you want to see it. It's just like without the whole Toronto shenanigans went on last week. It's like Otani. I'm like, Everybody, I want to see him pitch and hit. It's crazy every time he does it. And now, like, yeah. that, again, outside of all the Dodgers thing or whatever, whatever you think of the guy. He's a fucking unreal athlete. Yeah, I hope he gets back to pitching. I don't know why. we would be better if he didn't. Right? It's going to be
2: crazy to see what happens this year just concentrating on hitting because yeah. he can't pitch because of the Tommy John. I like when they, they asked him if he had Tommy John, second Tommy John. He's like, well, I had some procedure, but I don't know what it was called. The first thing I'd ask the doctor is, what's this called? What are you doing? But I guess he trusts his <laughs> physicians.
0: Wild stuff. Okay. Yeah. We've been on just over an hour. I got to take off. I got some shorty things to do, as in read my lines. Tomorrow's going to be a huge, huge day. One of our last, and towards the end, we make up for things that we might have missed. All right. Well, A lot of filling we- in the blanks tomorrow
2: make sure you save that script book, sign it one day and auction it off and make sure Jared gets a copy of the book. Cause I think it's right up his alley too.
0: I certainly will on both levels. Do you have anything else to talk about or plug before we go?
2: Uh, ask Jared, if you saw the David ML fight last week for the LNAH when the the nose was broken and, and Derek Parker still fighting in that league, which is quite something. Uh, okay, nobody. Well, you uh, guys
0: both, by the way, are the two people I know outside of Quebec yeah. that really i mean i pay attention a little tiny yeah. bit but you guys yeah. have like a real knowledge of what goes on in that league but, have, that's all hey, to you he lives in quebec i might be
2: the only guy outside of quebec then right yeah true, true say hi to say hi to nasty say hi to your parents yeah. love you buddy and i'm glad that i'm i'm glad that i'm your brent mosberger right or no was it <laughs> no who uh, was yeah. it Merv Albert would just hop on Letterman at a moment's notice. So I'm, I'm your Merv Albert. Happy to be there. My
0: Merv Albert, another great sports name right there. Oh yeah. but oh, half the people listening have no idea what we're talking about. Not a clue. That's the beauty of it. Like,
2: like you said, those who like it, like it a lot. Those who get it, get it. I always do. I did dice on the air the other night. Sammy me Montanbo. So very nice stops. The Leafs, not once, but twice. Oh, and somebody
0: got it. So that's what somebody. It hey, I always get them. Keep up the great work. Thanks for coming on again today. And I'll see you after Christmas. I'll be in Toronto. It was too hectic this time, but I'll see you then. No worries. Merry Christmas, buddy. Love you, buddy. See ya. You too. That was Ken Reed, folks. The book is Hometown Hockey Heroes. Check this out. I'm telling you, uh, I love Ken's books, but this one was definitely the one that struck home the most. I identified with it as uh, you don't have to be from a small town or you don't even have to play hockey. I think it's something that something if you were passionate about something you looked up to something no matter what sport it was and you're from a hometown that might be uh not even tiny always they often are but maybe something distinctive about your home and uh, you know a local legend on any level it's kind of what brings kind of what this book reminds me of the hometown hockey heroes the the, the hockey part is um Specifically hockey, I guess, you know, you, you, the heroes in this book all play hockey, but they're heroes for other reasons. They're pillars of the community, whatever one they're talking about. They might be, not be international or uh, international celebrities. They might not be famous. They might not be NHL players, but they're just local heroes. Could be hockey, could be baseball, and it could be glee club, whatever it is. If you're from a hometown um, and you've had a hero. Everybody's from a hometown, I guess, right? Then it'll resonate with you. What I'm trying to say is that there's something in this book for everybody. And I'm featured in it. The uh, second chapter, Robbie Forbes, one of my idols growing up. Read all about him. Sidney Crosby's uncle. I'll leave it there. You want any more, you're going to have to buy the book. Folks, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm going to be back on a normal schedule again next week with some great guests. Uh, Continued. Uh, Ken is one of my favorite favorites and we've had you know it's been pretty good up here in sudbury but um after christmas now i'll be at home and i'll put them out on tuesdays and thursdays like normal and until then check out the jason gregor show on mondays and thursdays at three to six o'clock alberta time i'll be on there if you're downtown st john's you want a beer you want to check out george street why not start at trinity pub move your way up the street Go to TJ's Pub, maybe Rob Roy Confusion, maybe Martini Bar, definitely Greensleeve's Pub, and of course, Bull and Barrel. If you're going to go for a bite to eat, do it at Loose Tie. Start there. If Loose Tie's full, head on over to Merchant Tavern or Blue on Water. Awesome place, awesome people. And uh, if you need some catering or you're up Elizabeth Avenue way, check out Wedgwood Cafe. If you want strength and balance for the body and mind, check out Ropewalk Lane, power conditioning. If you want Mr. Lube, there's two locations in St. John's, Newfoundland. One on Torbay Road, one on Camelot Road. Live, laugh, lube, Pitbull Pain Relief, the pain sticks that just don't quit. Go to www.pitbullpainrelief.com. And of course, true hockey, take what's yours. Folks, I'll be back in just a few days. Thanks to Ken Reed. Awesome catching up with him as always. Check out the book, *Hometown Hockey Heroes. And have a great fucking weekend. I know I will. Catch you guys on the rebound.